The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. We are having a difficult time with our associate dentist who isn't following our systems. What is the best way to integrate an associate dentist, and how did you teach them your philosophy? It's <clears throat> a good question. So this usually happens. <clears throat> it usually happens when there is an issue in the onboarding process. So this person is brought on with a, a different expectation or no expectation usually of what they're coming into. So I'll just, I'll talk about my process and I'm sure that the person who's asking this question will be able to figure out where their gap is. Our process is very simple. When we recruited an associate, we would first send them, here's what it looks like to work in our office, the document. Now all of our clients can access this. I do send this out freely to anyone who's recruiting an associate. This is basically the, the few pages that we gave to the associate to see like, this is the agreement that's not the, like an associate agreement, but this is like the, the, the standard of practice in our office. This is how we roll, right? So these are the expectations. <clears throat> so they get that before they even come up. But then they come up for a visit and I have them follow me for half a day. They follow me for half a day so they can see what I do, how I do it. Now, I, I know everyone knows how to do a filling. I know that it's not like, I'm not trying to teach them dentistry at that point. I'm just, I want them to see how I am with patients and what speed I work at and so forth. But I also want to see with them. I'm looking to see, like, are they a fit for our office? Do they? Okay, so there's a patient here. There's a relationship. There's a rapport. There's a dynamic. Is this person in the room asking questions that they ought not ask in front of the patient? Do they have, like, no concept of, you know, there's a person here who can hear you, who has feelings? Like, you know, are, are they sensitive to the room? Like, so I'm, I'm looking. I'm watching this person, right? Then I send them off with my team for half a day, and the team does the exact same thing. They'll take them out for lunch and they'll take them looking for a place to stay and so forth. And the whole point of that is to see is this person a fit or not. Lunch is easy and a place to stay is easy. We want to know, do, do we like this person? Will they fit with the culture? Because if they break the culture, we can't have them. It's just, just too important. Okay, so now we've gotten that part down. We decide that this person is a fit worth giving a try. We bring them up. Very first thing that they do is they spend a day with me. And then I start actually teaching them, here's what I'm doing, here's why I'm doing it, here's why it's super important. We then start our, our weekly meetings. So me and the associates, every was every Wednesday morning, first thing before patients, one hour. And what did we talk about? Here's what it takes to be successful here. Okay, the meeting started that way. Here's how I do things. I know that you might have your way to do them. It's not that your way is wrong, but here's the way my patients are used to. If the patients are used to this way and we do it the same way, they'll accept you. So I'm just reframing it nicely to say, you do it the way I do it because that's the only way it works here. Because otherwise I need my team to learn five different ways of doing it. That's not going to work. I can't have an associate bring in new systems with a team that is super highly trained on a system. Because now what you're doing is you're introducing variability, which means now you're breaking all the systems. We don't do that. Okay? It doesn't mean that you have to do it exactly the way I do it. But we have a filling kit. We have a surgery kit. We have a kit for endo. We have a system for, for endo files. We have, like, there's this is how we do this here. Okay. I'm happy to teach you how I do it. And it's not just like things that we randomly came up with. They're tested. We've been through, you know, 15 different versions of it. <clears throat> At this point, this is what works the best in my hands. Now, it will work well in your hands. Might something else potentially work in your hands too? Sure. But this is how we do it here because systems are more important than, you know, 
my pride about the thing that I use that you say I can't use. Like we have to get past that. So we do with that in the meetings. And the meetings, again, are all about calibration. Here's how I do it. Here's how, you know, this is what the patients are used to. This is what the team is used to. So if you do it this way, it'll be really easy for you. Then we get into um, teaching the systems. Like how do we do a new patient exam? How do we do all So all those things get taught. As we get going into our time with this associate, then we'll start calibrating on simple things like, Let's see the new patient exams you saw yesterday. Great, let's pull up the x-rays and photos and what did you find? Okay, good. What about this? What about that? Have you considered this? You know, so maybe there's a gap of knowledge there. Maybe there's a, an understanding that, or a gap in understanding of diagnosis. Maybe we need to actually you know, go back and review. Here's, here's what the things that we're looking at. Here's how we go through the mouth. Here's the algorithm. Right? Just calibrate, right? So if we start to get this person to think the same and understand that we just do it this way, then it works really well. If a person gets to, I don't think that too many got past like 90 days that weren't just like rejecting systems and wanted to do it their way, wanted to do it their way, uh, they usually end up, you know, we, we, had to, we had to get rid of them because not that they're, you know, they, they couldn't be successful, they just couldn't be successful in our system because you're an associate dentist in my practice. It's not your practice in my practice. I understand that, you know, that may be a touchy subject for some people, but we like to hire new grads, okay? So, or recent dentists, recently graduated, like a year, maybe two, that kind of thing. Why? Fewer bad habits. Now, some come out with heads like, okay? And so they think that they're going to build $10 billion in the first year and that they know everything already. Well, that's okay, but that doesn't fit. Now, if we don't flesh that out in the initial interviews and stuff and we miss that and, and it, it starts to really show when they arrive, then you'll see it in bucking systems, Right? That's great. I want to do it my way. Well, I want to do it this way. I don't like the one. I'm going to use a standard needle. I know, but see, none of my patients are used to that. And if you pull that out, you're going to freak them out. Right? So there has to be a clear understanding of like, this is how we do things. And this is how we do things. And that's it. Like, there's not really a lot of negotiating here. We can negotiate a little bit on some things. But like, we even had our bond, our resin material, like everything was like, this is the thing that we use because it's easy. Everybody knows how to use it. There is no need for 15 different versions of stock of things. Right? If you want a specific surgery setup, then buy it. And you're responsible, you and your lead assistant are responsible for making sure it's out. Our team is not going to have that as standard setup because we have standard setup, memorized, cold. Everyone knows it. Right? So we just, okay. how do you get them to follow your systems? Teach them the systems and make it a week by week review of the systems. So they just, they know before they come, they know when they get here. They know week by week after that, if they're going to get it very quickly, like there's not a lot of wiggle room here, right? This is just how we do things. Because if you start messing with the experience and with culture, you might as well not have the associate. You're better off just to turn the patient away. Because what that'll end up doing is it'll end up starting to hurt the team culture. And if the team culture starts to, to suffer, then all of your patient experience will suffer. And when that happens, now you're really in trouble because even if you got rid of the associate, you're now still teetering. Like you're, 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 on, on, you're on shaky ground and that doesn't work. Like you have to make sure systems and culture do not get messed with. I don't care who the associate is. It might be a super awesome person and you want to you know, do anything to make them happy. <clears throat> it is a mistake to do that. Right? Systems and culture first. And the associate hopefully... You can bring them into that, that, that team culture quickly and they can be a, become a part of that and they can own it and they can want to be a part of it. You know, often we would bring associates in, well, 
it wasn't intentional, but because we had meetings so often, going back to a previous question, because we had our all team meetings once a month, an associate always started around a team meeting because they were just inevitably within two or three weeks it was going to happen again. And in there they can see because we always taught systems. We taught the value systems. We taught culture. We did all those things that were super important. They either buy into it quickly or you can see that there's a gap. And when you see that gap, it doesn't get thinner. It gets wider, right? person either believes or they don't. They either you know, they either feel like, okay, I'm, this is a fit for me, or it's like, nah, but I really want to do it my way. And that's fine. Their way could work, but it can't work here. So this is how I would treat it. Uh, the person who asked the question, hopefully that helps them. But uh, I don't think you can let a new dentist steer the team in a different direction. Because the thing you have to remember is, even though that they're an associate, they're still in a position of leadership because they are a doctor, Right the team is taking their direction. So if they start leading differently than you, you now have this split in the team. If you let that go any more than just a little crack, you've got problems because then you're going to have teams. When you have teams, you're in trouble. I've been there, horrible place to be because you have no control. Everyone's, inevitably, everyone's fighting and whatever and you're going to have culture mess. Okay, I know a lot of practices that we've worked with in the recent past are They've bought practices, dentists have bought a practice, there's some existing team, the old dentist is still there, they really want to implement our stuff, but there's this like drag because the old dentist doesn't really want to change. Yeah, that's what it is, it's an anchor. You're dragging an anchor. And so I'm saying, if you bring an associate in and you start to see cracks, just just do it, just deal with it because that's not going to go anywhere. Now, you can, if you're having the week-by-week meetings, you can fix a lot of those problems. But if they just won't hear it, then move on. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.